Good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte County Unified School District. Um, as we roll into this week, um, we wanted to take a little bit of time and talk about the reason that there's no school today. So today is Friday, November 11th. It is Veterans Day. And, you know, every year we take time out. We take a day off from school. People think it's a three-day weekend. And, you know, a lot of folks in our community um, may not really pause to stop and think about uh, why. So today I have joining me uh, three of our district staff, Jimmy Deal. Jimmy, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tom Fortier. Hello. Thank you. And Sean Schubert. Thank you for having me. So, you know, the the three of you really represent um, uh, a good cross-section of our staff. We've got a lot of folks, um, classified, certificated administration, that have served in a branch of the armed forces. And um, today, I just kind of want to talk about your experiences a little bit and, you know, what advice you might have for uh, a student who's looking at going into the military. Uh, before we get into that, though... Um, Trivia question. How old do you guys think the a day to commemorate veterans has been around in the United States? Just not this specific day. So so we'll say Veterans Day as kind of it sits on November eleventh. When when do you think it, it hit? Nothing like being put on the spot. I thought it was from Armistice Day. And then it got changed to Veterans Day. How long ago, Tom? Uh, the end of World War One. Okay, good. Tom wins the prize. Tell him what he's got, Nikki. No. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, Veterans Day um, came about. Armistice Day. Uh, the armistice was signed in 1918. The first Armistice Day was in 1926. Um, in 1938, it became a legal holiday, and in 1954. Uh, Veterans Day was established as a federal holiday. So we are in the 96th year of recognizing veterans uh, in the United States. So pretty, pretty long tradition of doing that. So let's start off a little bit. Um, and this is just kind of popcorn for those of you who aren't involved with education. Popcorn as anybody can go. So um, we just had off popcorn. Will you guys tell us a little bit about um, uh, where you, which branch you served in, and kind of what you did? Oh, I'll go first. I guess that's fine. Uh, I actually was as <clears throat> soon as I graduated high school, I joined the Navy right out of high school, and then I was stationed in Florida, uh, Cecil Field, Florida. It was um, F-18 squadron, so I worked on F-18 jets. Oh, wow. And then we were assigned to a carrier, the USS Saratoga, which is now decommissioned. And so I did um, my job kind of was worked on what we called corrosion control. So mm -hmm. we did um, the painting on the jets. We would go around, see if any spots were rusting or corrosion and we would put the names of the pilots on there and so we took care of that and then um, i would also help with the engines on the f-18s well, that's pretty amazing was it was it pretty eye-opening the first time you got out of one of those big aircraft carriers <laughs> it 
It is. It's yeah. it's huge. And it's a floating city. It is. Um, the one I was on, we were the biggest in our class mm-hmm. uh, of aircraft carriers, but the next class up, we were actually the smallest. So oh, wow. aircraft carriers go into different sizes. Um, so we went to Philadelphia and picked up the USS Constellation, which was in dry dock getting work. And we went up there, cleaned the birthing areas, um, got the ship ready to come back. And we rode the ship from Pennsylvania back down to Florida. And we pulled up to the aircraft carrier that was ours. And it was quite a bit bigger, the USS Constellation was. Like it kind of dwarfed the one. And that one was like fifty five hundred people, I believe, that Good you can night. that you can put on there that live there. Basically, when you're out to sea, I grew up in a little town in Michigan, Jimmy, that had fifty five hundred people in the whole town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did that for a couple years. Um, then I got out, uh, and then the Army National Guard recruiter called me. And he was like, hey, saw so you just got out. And he goes, did you ever think about joining the, the National Guard? And I was like, no, not really, because I thought that was for Army people. And he goes, no. He goes, we take everybody, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines. So this was 95. And then so I joined uh, the Guard from then. And then I continued the rest of my time in the National Guard. Got deployed a couple times, went to Iraq, Afghanistan, um, Got activated for fires in San Diego. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to New Orleans when Hurricane Katrina hit. Right. We went over there and helped out for search and rescue and looking around. So I've been been a lot of places of the military. I traveled a lot and just because I was in there. Yeah. So I retired out of there in 2014. That's a pretty broad career. Couple so, different branches. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for that, I was in military police when I was in the guard. So we did a lot of law enforcement hmm. stuff. Uh, training that on explains that. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have that background. <laughs> That's great. I was in the Army. <clears throat> excuse me. I'll say it again. I was in the <laughs> Army and my job was infantry and I jumped out of planes. So I was stationed in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, which is the home of the airborne. I think I jumped about 25 times, but they don't really keep track of it. So um, I'm not certain, but that was the first part of my military career. I was in for three years. I spent two years there and then I went to Korea for one year where I had a pretty cool job where I was a bodyguard for the commanding general. And I got to meet people like the, Secretary of Defense Dick Cheney and the Vice President at the time, Dan Quayle. It was pretty interesting. Wow. And that was two years in Korea, Tom? It was one year in Korea and two in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I did it right out of high school because I wasn't quite ready to go to college at the time. So I was able to get some money for college, which I used once I got out, and it, it really helped me out a lot. Well, that's pretty interesting. Would If, you, if it hadn't been... For your time in the Army, would you ever have thought about jumping out of planes? I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't know. It seemed like the right thing to do when I was at the recruiter's office, but in practice, it's pretty hard. It's always at nighttime. There's always at least 750 people jumping at the same time, and usually a lot more than that, like a couple thousand people. Really? It's crazy. Out of these airplanes, they have no, like, mufflers or anything like that, so that... um, 
they're super powerful and you have to wear earplugs and yeah it's a crazy experience it's not anything <laughs> like you would think it to be and you you did that more than a couple dozen times probably right yeah. at a couple dozen yeah wow that's amazing experiences yeah sean yeah mine's going to be really boring now <laughs> Jeez. so i was uh 18 and i just was not doing much i was still in high school and i ended up just going to the recruiter's office and taking the asvab test and i did really well and he's like oh you could be a sonar tech and so i did the reserve program and then when i graduated they, they call it delayed entry program you get credit for it while you're in high school and then when i went into the military um I didn't get my A school, not sure what happened there, but I ended up on the USS Missouri, the battleship Missouri, which is a floating dry dock uh, museum piece that we just float around and let everybody come on and take tours. But there was a lot of painting and chipping, so I, was, uh, I had to do a lot of that. And then I got out and like uh, uh, Tom, I went to uh, college and I used it to get a BA in criminal justice and it was really cool. I loved college. It was fun. Um, but I stayed in the reserves and then I ended up deploying after 9-11 to Japan, spent a year there and then uh, Afghanistan recently. And then I retired in 2014 as well. Wow. It's pretty amazing. And I don't think that's boring. I mean, I think what it shows, it shows kind of the difference um, or the different paths that somebody can take as they go into the armed services, right? I mean, it's everything from um, it's from culture to foreign travel to uh, um even shifting those careers, right, Jimmy? I mean, that 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 kind of active duty aboard a ship versus going back into the military police later on. Yeah, it's <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it is because uh, I was like I said, I was 19 and I grew up here in Crescent City. So, like everybody else, you know, you're like, oh, Crescent City, this is your life, and everything happens here. Um, and then you get, I won't say torn away, but you get shipped away mm -hmm. to, to the opposite side of the country <laughs> or, or it, the planet or the planet depending <laughs> yeah. on where you go so at 19 uh i didn't know anybody in florida and when i flew i arrived in the middle of the night right to the base uh nobody was there to pick me up I had to take a taxi from the airport to the base uh when i got to the front gate i told the guards there i'm like hey i said this is who i am and i'm supposed to report to these people and he goes all right we'll make a phone call well you know they forget about you because you're the new guy when you're in the military you know <laughs> uh so they some some guy came in and he's like oh man i totally forgot you were coming bro i'm so sorry <laughs> and i go yeah that's cool and all but you know so he picked me up showed me where like stuff was in the middle of the night and he goes all right he goes so formation is at uh zero seven tomorrow he goes so just be dressed and be there. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm going. And he goes, just follow everybody else. He goes, you'll be fine. Look for the big hangar base. And he goes, do you have an alarm clock? I go, no, I have nothing. I have my sea bag and I have my clothes. That's all I have. <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, good luck. Here's your room. I'll see you later. And then that was my first experience away from home on my own. So I probably slept probably 20 minutes that night because I didn't want to be late. Yeah. Uh, got up the next morning and dressed and then followed everybody over to work. And then you spend the next two or three days walking around base trying to get signatures from officers saying that, yeah, I am who I am and this is where I'm going. And, yeah, it was it was quite the eye opener 
Um, and especially in Florida, because it was December, but I mean, it was still hot. Oh, yeah. You know, muggy and humid and not used to it. So I'm walking probably 50 miles a day trying to get signatures from people. <laughs> yeah. That was so, part of your PT, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just like called home and talked to my mom later on. She goes, so how is it? And I go, I go, it's hot and I don't know anybody. So I go, it's going great. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me ask you guys this. So, Sean, you mentioned the ASVAB, right? Yes. So can can you can you just real briefly tell folks what the ASVAB is if they've never seen one or taken one? It's an aptitude test, pretty much. It tests um, all the different areas that they're looking for, right. um, English, math, uh, mechanical skills and such. And uh, I did very well on the mechanical side. And so that's why I was able to get the Sonar Tech. Well, I didn't get the school, but anyways, right. I would have gotten it. So they, they kind of like look at what you... Uh, score really well in and then they'll try and place you off that so let's say that you want to do something let's uh, let's say security but you don't score well in that area they're going to try and shift you off somewhere else and push you into another job and some of the best things to do is just retake the ASVAB you know you can retake it and you probably will do better the next time because you know a lot of people have problems with oh, tests. Sure. sure well and and you know uh, our folks out there who may be listening I, I don't know if they know but um Students can take the ASVAB as early as the, uh, I think it's the 11th grade. And and they can take it in 11th, they can take it again in 12th. You know, they can see really where they are because I think some people may think they're really good at one area and they take that ASVAB and go, wow, I didn't know that's really where, where I was strong. So, you know, it's a little bit different. And shop around. Don't stick just because the Navy wants to give you this one job. Ch- check out the Air Force because there's some really good jobs in the Air Force as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So you all walked into a recruiter's office at some point and you had to sign something and say, I'm in. Why'd you do it? Well, mine was, and I tell my girls this, uh, your dad's not, I go, not the brightest man in the world, (laughs) I will say. Um, High school, I was glad to be done with high school, like probably most kids are. Um, And I didn't. You know, I had a single mom. She was working with, you know, two jobs, take care of me and my brother. So there's no, like, college money in the future. Mm-hmm. And a couple of buddies were going into the Army, and a couple were going to college. And so I was like, well, you know, military sounds like a good time. Because at the time, for the town, it was fishing and logging right. is what you had to look forward to when you graduated high school. And I was like, well, I'm not doing either one of those. So military is the best option. And I don't, I don't, and looking back, I go, it was the funnest time probably that I had. Um, met a bunch of cool people, a bunch of nice guys, and I still buddies with a bunch of them. We mm-hmm. still talk online and stuff and how things are going. And we still tell stories about, you know, things we did over there and, you know, fun time living in the barracks. Um, that's quite the uh, experience. <laughs> uh, barracks life so um it's one of those things i think everybody should probably um participate in or right. you know experience at least once <laughs> at, least <one. laughs> at least once you know <laughs> yeah i just wasn't ready to go to college i was looking for an adventure and for a break from school and right. i definitely got both of those things <laughs> much more than i 
ever could have imagined. So, uh, so let me ask you this, Tom. Where where did you have the most fun? What, was it on the East Coast or was it when you were overseas? I think it was when I was in Korea. There okay. was so many neat things. I w- was attached to this general, so everything that he did, I was able to do or at least to be a part of. It was really right. interesting. Like one of the things... For the first time uh, since the armistice in 1953, they they had a body exchange. So I got to be a part of that where they gave American bodies back oh, wow. in 1990. It was it was pretty interesting to see the leaders of every country just about of uh, that were in the United Nations were there except for ours. It was our vice president instead of president. But it, yeah, it's just things I couldn't have done in the civilian sector. So it was really neat. Yeah. But when it was done, I was thankful it was done. <laughs> was that up by the DMZ area? Yes, the yeah, in Panmunjom. Yeah. yeah. I I went to Korea, too, a couple times. It's pretty awesome. It's an awesome country. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you join, Sean? Uh, I was living in a little town, Guerneville, California. Oh, yeah. On the Russia River. No jobs. And my grandfather was in the Navy. So And I was like, hey, he went and saw the world during World War II. And I was like, well, maybe he'll join the Navy. So I joined the reserves and then went on active duty and then ended up stationed. I, I picked California and I should have picked foreign countries, but <laughs> I picked California, ended up in uh, Long Beach. So on the USS Missouri. And then we traveled a little bit. Uh, we did a rim pack out in Hawaii. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so I got to go to Hawaii for free a couple of times. And then we ended up in Mexico, which was another cool little trip. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then when I got out the reserves, I did a lot more traveling. Germany, uh, I went to Bahrain and a bunch of other countries. So it was cool. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. So every year we have kids that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got kids that graduate, right? Del Norte High, going to the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines. Um, National Guard, they they do a lot of different things. Matter of fact, um, one of the district office folks, her son uh, took an aptitude test, ended up going into linguistics, and within a couple of years, fluent in Mandarin uh, in the Air Force, and I, I I think is maybe now deployed overseas or is getting some additional training in New Mexico. Um, but I mean, absolutely nothing that this particular. Uh, student now, young, young man ever thought I think he would do. Um, if somebody was on the fence and they said, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I kind of want, you know, Jimmy, you kind of hit on a minute ago. I kind of want to stay here, but you know, I'm not ready for college, Tom, like you, or there's not much here, Sean, like you were saying, and I'm looking for something else. What would you tell them? What, what, why should they consider the military? I. I would say um, just to get out and experience um, life and the world. And I know growing up here and then moving back uh, years later and then Mm -hmm. moving back here, I know how people um, think like this is like the world or there's a little bubble and this is their bubble. And so, you know, here um, I'll say – you know, you're probably, a, you know, the big fish in the little pond here. You're, you know, you're, <clears throat> you played high school football or basketball or sports or something. And, you know, everybody knows who you are and people talk to you in town. And uh, so I think people are kind of sometimes afraid to, to leave and experience, you know, a different thing. So it's kind of the safety blanket. Right. You know, so I think if you join the military, um, 
you'd probably don't have to have um a plan right away but some kind you would have to have some kind of knowledge like what do you want to do like you know if you want to do military police you can join mm-hmm. um the army do military police uh navy has um i think it's called master at arms it's the same thing mm-hmm. um but you can go you talk to the recruiter you ask them questions like sean said take the asfab see where you score high and it might not even be any of those um diesel mechanic in the army or any of them because humvees and vehicles and mechanics not a bad job but it gets you out of this area right and like you know you could get uh, a lot of guys to join the army uh their first duty station is germany a lot of guys go to germany and they're mm-hmm. there for a year or two um or you go to japan if you're in the navy um you know army sometimes you can go to korea or you know you just stay here but you get out of this area and you meet more people right different um different cultures and you realize it like oh yeah crescent city is nice and it's it was cool to be there but now i have this better knowledge and i think it helps you grow more as a person could you go out and you experience things and you realize oh all the stuff that i thought was you know the drama here i call it the high school drama as you know oh that's no big deal (laughs) it's just you know it was high school that's not such a big deal when you get out in the real world and you experience these other things you're like oh there's way more totally changes your perspective yeah it totally changes your perspective on what's like what's important or what is you know something to get mad about or you're just like ah whatever and you just brush it off yeah you definitely learn to see a problem to its conclusion you know there's nobody that just is there for like three months and says okay i've had enough you have to go until (laughs) until the end of your commitment and so i mean for me it i learned excuse me i learned how to work hard i think Mm -hmm. i i still to this day i feel like i work harder than most people that are around me my work ethic really helped and also i you know we used to have an expression early is on time and on time is late Mm -hmm. and so i try and always show up to be respectful of other people's time so for that i'm thankful yeah and you get to see the world uh, you get to at least see the United States and other areas that you never go to. And that opens your mind of like, oh, this is what it's like out here outside my little comfort zone. Yeah. Well, and I think you all hit it, too. It leads to other careers. Right. I don't know if I don't know if any of the three of you thought you'd be doing what you were doing now, but you you can learn things. And when you talk, Jimmy, about kind of going away and and then coming back. Um, wherever that back is, right? Whether it's back to the States or back to Crescent City or back to Northern California, whatever. Um, you can come back with some really marketable jobs. And But if 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 nothing else, I think you come back with that shift in perspective. You, you've seen the world or you've seen outside of yourself. And you've learned, Tom, those things that, you know, I hear all the time in my position is our kids just aren't ready for the workforce. And I think boot camp is more than just boot camp for the armed services. It really gets you into that mindset of you are a team, you're working together, you're working toward that end goal, you're working to complete whatever that task is. And um, for a lot of kids, I think that's a great thing. You know, it, And it is. It um, Basic training has changed a lot over the years, I'm yep. sure since all of us have been in. Um, now they have computers. Well, now, yeah, I mean, now they have computers, but now it's a lot uh, different on, 
a lot of the stuff that I went through and probably some of, you know, these guys went through too. Um, people call it hazy now, but it wasn't back then. It was just, you know, you, you know, I tell everybody, I go, we got, um, in basic training, it was called smoked. If we would do an inspection and you failed, then you came back. Usually it was after lunchtime. We would march back to the barracks and then, um, the drill sergeants would be standing outside and all your clothes and furniture is outside the building. Well, you knew you failed your inspection. So they gave you exactly like five minutes to get all your crap and get back upstairs. Yeah. So you're grabbing other people's shoes and socks and underwear. And, you know, you're like, hey, Sean, I got your boots over here. And you're like, hey, I got your T-shirts. So then you run back upstairs. Well, then you spend the next hour and a half doing push-ups, doing sit-ups, doing mm -hmm. mountain climbers, doing flutter kicks, doing whatever they deemed, you know, the punishment was right for you. And so I learned, you know, you do push-ups and then they come up and they do these tricky things. It was like, so who's tired of doing push-ups? Well, everybody's tired of doing push-ups. All right, cool. Lay on your back. We're going to do flutter kicks. And you're like, oh. So they're like, all right, who's tired of doing that? So nobody says anything. We're like, all right, cool. We're going to continue. You're like, oh. <laughs> so then you're like, all right, who's tired? And we're like, all right, we're all tired. Okay, sit up. Now we're going to do sit-ups. So this would go on for an hour, hour and a half. And then they were like, all right, clean up and get ready for bed. So now you're, you know, now you're hot, sticky, sweaty. You know, it was, this was in San Diego. It was in the middle of August. So it's already hot. So you're just laying there and you're just like, this is miserable. So at 19, you're like, why did I sign up for this? And they're not happy unless... The sweat and the moisture in oh. the room is dripping from the ceiling. They're like, you better make it rain. And it's like this water is dripping yeah. because you all these bodies in there doing all this exercise. Yeah. You're like, oh, God, is this going to end? It's, it's pretty horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, it's – but at the time, is horrible. You're thinking, this is miserable. Why did I do this? But then you get out and you meet other people and you right. hear the same stories from other people. And you're like, no way. You guys had to do that too? And they're like, oh, yeah, all the time. Well, then you meet other people from other branches. So when we were in the Navy, we run into a couple of Army guys or Marines, and then we start telling stories. And they're like, oh, this one time we were out here, you know. <laughs> and then you're like, well, all the branches are pretty much kind of the same right. um, basic training is what they, you know. And then they building you up to work as a team. So when you get out into the real military part, I'll say, then you learn to you learn to rely on people. That's right. where the team building comes in. That's where the friendship comes in, and that's where you make probably some of the best friends that you'll ever have is in the military because you've gone through this experience that nobody else um, nobody else knows or nobody else can understand. So a lot of times, like law enforcement, military, mm -hmm. <clears throat> sorry, you have a sense of humor that nobody else really gets <clears throat> or people just look at you weird when you get a bunch of military guys together and they start talking about things and they start throwing humor out and then you get these weird stares from people like what is wrong with you guys <laughs> <laughs> and we laugh during movies and stuff i will laugh at the wrong part and people will look at me like why are you laughing at that and it's because in the military you experience a lot of the craziness that you see on TV, so yeah. you think it's funny because you remember that time that happened or you saw that happen, and you're just like, laugh it off, so. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of that that 
shared experience with everybody who's been through that. <clears throat> and and again, I, I think that kind of from what you guys, you know, from from what you've shared and it, it's that that brings you together. It sets you apart, but also at the same time, as you move on, it helps you be part of the, the larger community, right? The larger yeah. thing. And it is, it's funny too, because uh, military branches always pick on each other military branches. Right. You've been, you've been looking at Tom funny the yeah. whole time. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, you know, you pick on the Navy, everybody picks on the Navy cause it's the Navy, you yeah. know, uh, army gets picked on, uh, from the Marines cause the Marines say they're better than the army. The army picks on that. Everybody picks on the air force because it's the air force <laughs> and we're all jealous. None of us join the air force. Um, so we always, so it's funny cause you can get together and you just throw jabs at each other, but it's all friendly and you yeah. know, nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, mean or anything, but it's just fun that you just talk, you know, you just talk trash about the other services and you know, you have a good time. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I, I want to thank you for, for giving up some time today and coming in and, and talking about this. Uh, your experiences are, are unique and shared. And I know that we're going to have some students who listen to this who might be on the fence and go, you know what? I'd, I'd like to just give that a shot. And you right? probably 99.9% of everybody I talk to, they don't regret it at all. Yep. The ones that do are the knuckleheads that we're getting in trouble back at home and they get in trouble in the military and they get kicked out. Right. So there's always that yeah. kid that you just can't do anything for because they're so stubborn. They think they know everything. Well, and, and I told you before we started, Sean, my, my brother-in-law was in it for all, almost 20 years and he left and he, he joined uh, CHP because you could actually transfer your military service into um, the highway patrol. And, I don't think he'd ever admit it because my sister and he made that decision together to leave. But uh, I, I, I can tell you, I think he still misses and regrets uh, stepping out of his role in the armed services just because of what you've all said about how it was just such a formative part of who he was and how much he enjoyed it. Yeah. So. And there's no one right path in life. Right. You know, it, it, you know, if it's for you, it is a pretty good thing. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, and that that's why there are, you know five branches but now i think there's six with space force but we'll talk about that later <laughs> yes space force <laughs> so anyway gentlemen thank you so much again um i appreciate your time and if anybody has a question about um uh, the military whether that's right for you if you want to talk to somebody about asvab i'd encourage you to reach out to your local recruitment office um not sure if there's still one here in crescent city but i know that they do come over from medford um, but you can Google it, and I'm sure everybody has a smartphone, a computer, a tablet, something. You can check it out. And, uh, um, again, thank all three of you for your service. I'd like to thank all of the employees of, of our school district and our community uh, who have served in the armed forces. Hope everybody has had a great day, and you continue to do so. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.